Okay, so we, we read a Mishnah last night. And the Mishnah was discussing machatzelas, mats. Now, we said last night a very important thing not to lose sight of is that, is that anything, I mean, of course, a mat is made of materials that is kosher l'schach. It's made of, like, wood pieces, reeds, like we have bamboo slices. A mat is made of something that's kosher for schach. Therefore, no matter what you make the mat out of, you know, within range, and no matter what size you make the mat, if you made the mat for schach, it's kosher for sukkah. There's nothing to talk about. All these rules don't apply. Your kavana supersedes everything we're about to discuss tonight. Remember, you're not locked in by what we say tonight. You're much more bound to your kavana. So if you expressly said, go for it. If you, if you expressly said that I'm making this for schach, it's fine no matter what. Everything we're going to say tonight has nothing to do with anything. And vice versa. No matter how many other good conditions you have tonight, if you make something for a mattress, for a sleeping bed, for a mat, a cot to sleep on, then it's bad for schach. Even if you have every positive factor we're about to discuss tonight, too bad, you made it as a bed. Everything we're discussing is in absence of kavana. Either your own absence, you did it totally mindlessly, or like we said last night, if you buy it in Home Depot, what was the guy who made it in Taiwan, what was his kavana when he made it? And then we're left to figuring things out. We then said, even, less, even taking the fact that, like we were saying, the majority of like mats that size are only used for a mattress. Well, that's what we're here to discuss. Meaning, meaning if you don't know what the kavana was, we're gonna have to um, grasp that straws and open it then, and, and, Take what we so, can. Like I'm saying there's no like marasayin even with the. Company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the marasayin will be you're gonna have to act normal. You're saying if you did something different. I'm saying if I create that mattress and I'm saying um, do it, my machshava is only for schach, so I can use it for schach. Someone's gonna yeah, walk yeah. by and see it. Yeah, nah, nah, no, no. Yeah, um, there's a general rule in Shas. We don't add on any any marasayins. Oh. We don't we don't invent marasayin. Big rule. We don't invent marasayin. Um, but we do. But we have to know to apply that rule. Um, so the Mishnah, the Mishnah was very unclear. The Mishnah had two unclear things. First of all, it talked about mattresses and schach. It talked about big and small. And it talked about a machlikas or blazer and the chacham. It was very unclear what happened. And the main thing that was unclear is what is the stump? And we had a steer of what the stam is. It sounded from the Mishnah that in order for it to be kosher, you have to specifically make a brishach, meaning stam would be possible. Then we had a machlek, in order for uh, a in order for it to be possible, you had to specifically make it for a bed, and stam would be kosher. And we could apply that both to Blazer and the Chacham. Then we tried saying big ones are very unwieldy, they're probably not mattresses, so they're kosher for Stam. Small ones are for bedding, which worked out great, except it sounded like Rebeliezer said the same thing. So we were left last night without any clarity how to divide up the mission. So we're going to have two answers today, one from Rava 
and one fur of pup. So we'll start from four lines of the before the bottom of Yud Tassamid base. Ella Amarov. Rava takes the following approach. Bigidoila, a big mat, Kula Almulay Pligidistamalasikh. There everyone, the Hachamim and Rablazar both agree. It's Chach. Ki Pligi, Wednesday Machlaik is Rabbanar Bliazer, Biketana, a small mat, stam. Tanakama Savar, stam ketana l'shiva. The Tanakama holds that a stam small mat is for sleeping, and therefore it's puzzle. Rabbi Eliezer, Rava holds Rabbi Eliezer is coming to be mekil, and Rabbi Eliezer holds stam ketana nami l'sikuch. A small stam small mat is also for schach, unless it was expressly specifically made for sleeping. And says the Gemara on top of a chaf, the hachi kamar. This is what Rabbi Eliezer words mean. If it's big and you made it l'shchiva, then it's makabal stomavemesachemba. Taima, that's only dasal l'shchiva because you specifically made it for sleeping. Hastama, if it's stam, nasa kemisha asal l'sikuch. If it's a stam big mat, we can assume it's for sikuch umesachemba, and you can make. Schach out of it. Skip the parentheses. Vasar Belazer Lemeimer. No, Achas Ketana Ve'Achas Ketana. The same thing applies by Ketana. Since the beginning of the mission is a big, big kula, and Rebbeleizer comes to say, no, even by a small mat, that same kula applies. That a small stam mat is also meant for for sikuch, and it's fine. Vasar Ketana Ve'Achas Ketana. Stama Kishera LeSikuch. It's all good. So Rava took all of that information of the Reisha and processed it as follows. Everyone agrees a big one, without any das, is for Sikuch. And the Tanakam holds a small one, Stam is for Shechiva. Rabbi Leazar says a small one is also Stam for Sikuch. Even if it's a small mat, it's Stam is a for Sikuch. Rabbi Leazar is the only way ever to make a mat possible for Sikuch is to specifically say it is a bed. That's Rabbi's approach. Abaya says... I have three problems with this. Amalei Abaya. Number one, Rebeliezer says the wrong words in the Mishnah. It's very, very nuanced. It's very slight, but he says the wrong words. When you want to say something else is included after the obvious one, you say the obvious one first. Whenever you want to say, yeah, of course this, but even this, you always say the Pashita one first. So what is the prototypical classic case of a kosher mat, a big one? And then a small one's a bigger Kiddush. So for Beliezer is coming to say a small one is also kosher. Rav, if you're correct, Beliezer is being and he's coming to say a small one is also kosher. What is the classic case? And then what is the add-on? The classic case is Gedeila. Yeah. There, even you agree, Stam is Lasikach. I add on, even a small one's also Lasikach. Eliezer says the opposite of that. He doesn't say that. He says a small one first and then a big one. I, I know you're saying they're the same, but that's not how you say they're the same. They're the same Lakula. They're not the same, period. They're the same Lakula. So therefore, if you would be saying classic case, big, 
is good and also small is good. You'd say, Ach, it's And that's not Rabbi Yasser's words. I'm sorry. Why does Rabbi Yasser say both a small one and a big one? The small one's the bigger chiddush. You say it's second. It's the compare one. It should have said, Achas Gedele, you're right, a big one is Stamal Asikach, and the Ketan is also Asikach. If Rebeliezer is going to be making and say a small one is as kosher as a big one, it should have said the Ketana second. It should have said the Ketana after I said the more Pashat one. So, so Rava, the order he said is just not mash like you. Listen. The words he said is not not true like you. They are the same, but that's not how you talk. You don't say the less obvious one first and then the more obvious one. That's not how you talk. Something's wrong with what you said. And number two, I have a tradition that what you said is wrong. Period. Period. I, I heard the opposite of you. You said Rebbe was is coming to be make on the Tanakama. I heard the exact opposite. Void kipligi. You're saying hey, everyone agrees that Gedela is fine. No. I heard the Machlegas is by a Gedela. And Rabulazar Lachumra. And I also heard Rabulazar is being Machmir on the Tanakam, the opposite of what you said. Ditanya. We learned in a Bryce and Machatzelis Hakonim, a mat of reeds. Bigedela, the big one, Mesachinchaba. Rebeliezer Oimer. Well, it depends. If you made it so that it's not Makabal Tumah, then Mesachachimba. Rebbe says, no, even a Gedayla you have to make you have to make for Sikach. It's exactly the opposite. Says of Papa, it's exactly the opposite. Ela Amr of Papa, the opposite. Says Rebbe Yezer, I'm going to answer all these kashas that Abaya just asked on Rava. The small one, everyone agrees, is bad. Kipliga begedela. The machloikas is begedela. And no, Rebeliezer is not lakula, Rebeliezer is lachumra. Everyone agrees a small one is bad. Everyone agrees a small one without any intention is for sleeping. The Tanakam is mekel by gedela. <coughs> the Tanakam, we don't change between Abaya and Rava and Ravpapa. Begedela Tanakam is over stam a gedayla or belazer, the Tanakhama says, is is for sikach or belazer suffer stam gedayla nami l'shchiva. That's where belazer argues. Belazer is arguing, and he's saying no. Just like a katana stam is for sleeping, belazer says a gedayla also stam is for sleeping, and gedayla is possible. So Rav Papa says the exact opposite as Rava. Everyone agrees that a small one is bad. Stam. The Tanakama says a stam big one is okay. Rebeleza says no, even a stam big one is not okay. A stam big one is also for Shiva. Rebeleza is arguing lechumra. Umaya saw lechiva the kamar. What does it mean when Rebeleza said only if you made it lechiva? Hachi kamar stam asiyasa nami lechiva. Rebeleza is saying all mats, big, small, are always lechiva. Therefore, always possible for schach ad the oved lesikach until you make it stam for sikach. Okay, we now finished explaining our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is saying very, very, very simple now, Baruch Hashem, that a mat, 
that is made for schach is okay, a mat that is made for shechiva is not okay. How about if there's no intention? Well, if there's no intention, a small one's for sure bad. It's for sure for sleeping. A big one, the Tanakhama says, a big one without any intention is probably for schach and it's okay. Rulia says, even a big one is probably for sleeping and it's not okay. And that's the din of our mission. Now that we've discussed this, we're going to finish off the parak discussing various halachas of mats. Says the Gemara, If you have a mat of shifa and gemi, shifa and gemi are like rubber. They grow from a tree, but they're very soft and they're very, very conducive for sleeping. So here, the, the deck is stacked against you, which means there's more of a chance that stama is l'shiva. So, Gedayla, even so, Gedayla m'sachachim ba. Ketane m'sachachim ba. Shalkanim v'shalchilas. But, if it's made out of reeds and other wood, which is harder, now in a definite bid for most confusing, baddest use of words ever in Shas, Gedayla, not a big one, that's just what we've been calling Gedele for the last 20 minutes. Gedele here means braided <laughs> in, in an effort to throw you off your game. You could put whatever, you could put whatever um, dick dick you want. I don't think Gedele is the right word. Um, we're, talking, we're talking a verb. Huh? Yeah, some of the Gemara's put Oh, yeah. I mean, mine doesn't, but I heard that's what I heard. So, and it's, it's Gedula? Yes. Gedula is like a Shabdavar. Gedula is a verb. What are you doing? I believe your article says it. So, I mean, obviously they want to distinguish between this and the last one. But whatever. It means here braided, then Mesachachamba. Aruga, woven, which is an extra, extra, extra effort to make it comfortable for sleeping, ain't Mesachachamba. Rabbi Shmober Yesiam Rishim Aviv, Achazuva Achazu Misachimba. No, it doesn't matter if it's like braided or super braided, if it was like made with a special, special effort to make it comfortable, you could still misachich with it. Now, this is what we need to remember from this little Gemara. Ravdaisa agrees that you can use it for schach. Okay, now. Tanan we learned. Kalachitzlais, all chitzlais, temeim tamemes divrei ribdaisa. Ribdaisa says all chitzlais. Now a minute ago, remember, Ribdaisa said you can use it for schach. And now we find the same Ribdaisa saying it's metame tamemes. Now, tamemes doesn't mean specifically tamemes, it just means it's makabal tuma. Remember, being mekabel tum is the bad thing for schach. So all chaytzlis are metame tamemes divrei rebdoisa. For chachamemem, no medras. Now what is medras? What is medras? Medras is a special kind of tumah that can only happen to a nida or a zov. So all other tumas, every time they are touched, the tumah is transmitted but it loses a level. So for instance, if I put a dead sheretz on this table, dead sheretz being an av, table becomes a rishi. If you are a mitzayra 
and you touch a table, you being out of the table becomes a rishon. If you put a dead guy on a table, then the dead guy is an avia voice at the table can become an avatum. A medris, which is anything that is designed for sleeping or sitting, if a nida or a zav or a zava sits or lies on it, it becomes an avatum, meaning it doesn't lose a level of tamah. It's the same thing as the zavr, the zavr, the nida. And, and it doesn't even have to be touching. So for instance, if you have like a bed with many layers of bedding, so you know you have like the, the throw pillows and then you have like the fancy like a blanket that you put on top just for show, then you have the quilt, then you have like the top sheet, then you have the fitted sheet, then you have the mattress cover, then you have like the padded mattress cover, then you have the mattress, then you have the box spring, and then you have the base, they're all one big av. Even though they're 95 layers removed, doesn't matter. It's all medrus. So medrus is a special kind of toma that is in a sleeping or sitting kind of thing that's only applicable to azab. So it sounds like the Chum Singh can only be metami medrus. Says more medrus in tami meis loy. Did you just tell me can only be mekabel tumas medrus? V'anan tanan, we learned, call metami medrus, anything that can be metami tumas medrus is inherently a kli. It's a bedding or sleeping keli. And therefore, metame tumas mace. It obviously can be metame regular tumas. So it was ema af medris. Okay, I meant it could also be metame medris, which means it is a bedding or sleeping keli. So, so far we didn't learn much. We learned chaitzleis are mekabal tumah. Even herb dice. What kind of tumah? Maybe all tumas, maybe even medrises. Now, my chaitzleis. What are chaitzlis? What are these chaitzlis that Rav Daisa just said is makabal tumah? Now remember the context we're learning this in. Rav Daisa said you can use them for schach. So this chaitzlis, whatever we're about to translate it as, better not be a mat. Better not be a mat. Because Rav Daisa said you could use mats for schach. And now we're saying mats are makabal tumah. So something better not match over here. Because otherwise Rav Daisa is in big trouble. That's who we're after here. So Amr of Amr of Abdumi Baham Duri Marzuvli. Chaitzas are Marzuvli. Says the Mara that did not help me at all. My Marzuvli. Amr Baba Mizavli. They are Mizavli. Mizavli is a knapsack. Or a stom sack. Just for English, we'll call it a knapsack. And what it was is as follows: it's like a woven knapsack. Woven out of which material we'll see in a minute. And it served a dual purpose. If you were like an itinerant guy, a nomadic guy, you went along your ways, you put your stuff in your knapsack, and then when you got to your destination, you used your knapsack as a pillow. So it was like a knapsack slash pillow. It means mats. Uh oh, it's not looking good. Rishlokish says, Harini Kaparis Rishlokish said, I should be, I should accept all the Yisurim as a Kapar for Rabhiya. Now, the halacha is the Gemara Kedushan says, when a person's father dies, he's supposed to say, you know, Avi, Harini Kaparis Mishkavi. Which certain people are makbut on. You know, like uh, like Rabash or Weiss, whenever he talks about his father, Harini Kapuris Mishkavi. Like, it's a halachi thing. That's what a person's supposed to say about his father. Rish Lakish says it about Rubchiyah. 
So says the Gemara, why? Why would Rish Lakish talk in fatherly terms about Rebchia? I'll tell you why. Because Rebchia is single-handedly responsible for all the Torah learned in Eretz Yisrael. And Rish Lakish, we know, is a Ben Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Rebchia talked about, Rish Lakish talked about Rebchia in fatherly terms. The first time all the Yidin forgot Torah, Allah Ezra Mibav of Yista. We discussed earlier in Sukkah that when Ezra came to Eretz Yisrael, he found the Geferel Hamatzu. He found everybody doing intermarriage, and he found everybody ignorant as far as how to do the basic mitzvahs of Pesach and Sukkot. We already learned from Ezra and Sukkah how to make a Sukkah. Now, let me ask you a question. You'd probably be insulted if someone got up in Shul here on Shabbos and said, you take boards and you make walls and then you get schach, boys. Do you understand? You would be very mad. Which idiot brought in this guy? Treat us like a two-year-old. Well, that's a pusik in Ezra because that's the matzah that Klai Yisrael was in. So says the Gemara. So Ezra came and restored Torah to Yisrael. Then, because of Nishtaka, unfortunately, all of terror was forgotten. All the Hillel Habavli Viyasta. Hillel Habavli came and reestablished it. If you remember from Psachim, the Gemara in the beginning of the fifth or sixth parak says that we bring the Karm Pesach even on Shabbos. So the Gemara says that the Bnei Beseira were the leaders of Eretz Yisrael. And like one year they were like, shoot, do, do you bring the Karm Pesach on Shabbos or not? And like they literally forgot the halacha, it was very embarrassing. They literally forgot the halacha of whether or not you bring Karm Pesach on Shabbos. Hillel Habavli, this guy just showed up from Babel, said, no, 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 you bring it on Shabbos. And here I'll show you how to darshan it. In one of the greatest acts in history, the Bnei Becerra, which never happened since then, said, you know what? You are more qualified than I am. You will now be Rosh Hashiva and I will go open up the store. And, and that's what the Bnei Becerra did. Meir the Kazakh. So that's how Hill became Nasi. Chazav Neshtakha, it became forgotten again. Other Rabbi Yubanov, Vizduan, that's Gemara Bav Metziah, how Rabbi Yubanov restored Tyrant. So therefore, Rabbi who now has the title of father of Tyrant and Eretz Yisrael, therefore, Rish Lakish, when he talks about him, he talks about him in fatherly terms and he says, Hareni Kapar's Mishkav. So now, this Rabbi and the Chachamim. And Reb Daisa said that they are mats and they're makabal tumah, which is going to be very problematic for us because remember Reb Daisa said in the beginning of this, so you could use it for schach. So now, let's clarify what kind of mats we're talking about. The usha dikamats, shein temeas. Those guys in usha, they knew how to make luxury. They're Hungarian. The, those are for sure tummy. The mats were very comfortable. They're very good for sleeping. Nothing to talk about. Those mats are tame. Rabdaisa still said you can use them for schach. So you see the problem is getting, we're intensifying the problem. Vishal Tiveria and Tiveria, they're very Spartan and their mats are geferlich. No one slept on them. Vishal Tiveria, the Tiveria dika mats, Shehain Tairis, they're for short tar. No one slept on the, the Tiveria ones. Aman Nechel, how about the rest of the world? They're not super comfortable like Usha, they're not super uncomfortable like Tiveria. Aman Nechel, Ashar Mekaymas, Marasover, Kevin, Deleka, Diyasav, Alayu. Come on, no one sits on mats. No one lies on mats. They're totally uncomfortable. Therefore, all mats have a dinner. No, they're not super uncomfortable like Tiveria. They're not spitz comfortable like Usha, but people will, when there's a need, sit on them. When you run out of other, you know, when you have company and that's the last chair, someone's going to sleep on that. Someone's going to lie on that.
Mitamin tame me kedusha damin. Omar mar. So now, let us. This is what we've been working towards last few minutes. Omar mar. So basically, bottom line, Rav Daisa said in the beginning of this price, all mats. Now you translated these chaitzos as mats. If you would have gone with a pillowcase slash knapsack option, you'd have a little way out here. But you didn't go with the pillowcase knapsack option. You went with the mats option. And Rav Daisa said it's makabal tuma. Hey, isn't that the same Rav Daisa that said that all mats are all mats are good for schach. Rabdeza said, like he said, i.e., all mats are good for schach. That is the kash we've been trying to ask for the last several minutes. Answers the Gemara a Yisoid that's going to stay with us for the rest of the parrot, which thankfully is not much longer. It depends if it has a rim or it doesn't have a rim. Nothing says. This is a serious article more than having a rim around it, which means, which means if you notice the difference between a professional item and something your kid made in a project in camp is whether or not it has a border. Any like nice suit has piping or stitching at the edge. If it doesn't, if it ends like abruptly, very unprofessional look. Anything choshev has a hem. And like everything you look at that's made professional, like most things we have in our life are made professional, but every single thing you have, if you'll notice, the end of it has a piping, has, has a rim, a gedanfe. So it says more, that's the difference. When we talk about mats at the Makabal Pumma, because there's some type of useful item, they all have a rim. When we talk about mats that are just like a collection of material woven together, but nothing useful, has no rim. And that is the master answer to any problems you will ever come up with in the sugya. With a rim, gedanfe, with a rim, it is the kabotum, and that's what they were talking about. That brisa, without a rim, totally unprofessional, mom is just a collection of reeds, that is not makabotum. With that you say it in mind, let us go back and talk about this b'risa once again. Remember, we have this thing, chaytzais. We have a machleikas, if it means knapsack slash dual-use pillowcase, or mat. Chaytzais, if you have this chaytzais, they can be made out of one of several materials. Shelsham v'shelgemi, which is soft um, wood, grass type of stuff. Vishalsak made out of goat hair. Vishal Spiro, no jokes, made out of horse hair. <laughs> they are which was the problem with Ravdaisa, because you're saying they're Tame, and then you said you can use them for Schach. And you can even be Tame Madras, which we're not really focusing on that much like this. Now, Marzuvli. If you say it's a knapsack slash pillowcase, I could show you a usefulness because both of these tanoim just said they're makabal tumma. So if it's a knapsack slash pillowcase made out of that material, I have to show you a usefulness. Now, if you're thinking sack, you're obviously thinking what you're going to put into it. Now, if you have a thick weave, you have to be pretty careful what you put into that knapsack, which means you definitely don't want to put water into a bag that has a thick weave, you probably don't even want to put sunflower seeds into there. So we're going to now think if it's a mat and we have, if it's a pillowcase, knapsack, and we have those materials, 
what good is it? And then we're going to also try to apply it to the sheet that said it's a mat made out of those materials. What are you going to do with it? So that's what we're going to go through now. Says the Gemara. Bishleim Alamandamar Marzovli. I understand the one that says it's a knapsack. Shosham Vishal Gemi. The woven out of um, soft, pliable wood materials. Now, it's a knapsack made out of a weave, not a very tight weave. Well, Chazila Kitna de Peri. It's good to have a fruit sack, which means an apple is a good three, four inches wide. So you could have a pretty thick weave and no apples are falling out. So I could understand the usefulness of a knapsack woven from wood, rubber-like materials, although you're right, it's not very airtight, but it'll be a good, a good tote to hold fruits on a picnic. Shosak spira, made out of goat hair or horse hair, again, much finer, much tighter weave. It's good for smaller items like pins and needles. They're not going to fall through the cracks. So these materials, if you learn it's a sack, okay, I could understand the usefulness and therefore the fact that they're makabal tumma of those materials to make a sack. But according to the Shita that said it's a regular mat, so Bishlam shall sack, we shall spira. One's made out of goat hair, horse hair, chazi le parsi, it's good for a curtain. You can make a curtain, like a partition, out of horse hair and goat hair. It's not comfortable to wear. It's not very efficient for anything else, but for a curtain, which the point is to make a little privacy, make a little blocking light, I could hear using it for that. The nafavasa, or for a, um, a um, sieve that you want to filter flour, you want to make it through the thing, um, like a funnel, a sieve. So that, that would be a good use for that. But a curtain of a thick weave, what would you use a curtain for with a thick weave? If it's made out of branches and twigs and soft um, tree products, what kind of curtain would you use for that? What good is it? Says the Gemara, it would be good to cover a barrel, which means when you cover a barrel, you just don't want it to spill out too much. You don't want bugs flying in. It's a good, it's a good thing to cover a barrel with. Or some say the exact same point backwards. According to one that says it means mats, shell sham, shell gemi, the ones made out of wood material, it's good to cover a barrel with. If it's made out of finer hairs, it's good as a curtain or as a sieve. It's a sack. I understand what you would make a sack out of those horse hairs and goat hairs. It's good for pinzanitas. What kind of sack could you make out of thick weave? says, like we said, it's good for a sack of fruit. And finally ends the parak with the last bit of information that you want to know about mats. Tanya Umber Khanani When I went down to Bavo, Khanani used to be the Golder in Eretz Yisrael. He was in charge of being Ma'aber, the Khadashim being in charge of managing the calendar in Eretz Yisrael. He then tried being managing the calendar from Bavel and it was brought to an abrupt end. When he went and I found this old man and he was saying, you're allowed to use mats for a schach. 
When I went to my uncle Rabbi he said he's correct. Um, Reb Chista says Reb Chista, yeah, mats are fine for who the less like it done for. If it doesn't have a rim, if it doesn't have an edge, if it doesn't have piping. Amr Ula, in fact, Hani Budisa de Me these mats that they use the Mechuzah, Il Molik here, Shalahan, if it wouldn't be, if they wouldn't have piping or a rim around the edge, a hem, Mesachachim Behu, you could talk, you use them for Schach, Tanya Namiachi, Mesachachim Bebudyim, you're allowed to use, you're allowed to use mats. For schach, vim yesh lahem kir, but if they have an edge, a piping, a mesachem behen, you're not allowed to use them for schach, which we said ruins everything because nothing says professional meant for something real better than piping or an edge. Hadrun alach sukkah, lochazer parak sukkah, hadrun alach sukkah, hadrun alach sukkah. We now transition. Now the transition is going to come in fits and starts. We're not, we're not making a clean cut from the first parak. We're officially transitioning from building a sukkah to living in a sukkah. First parak is dedicated to building a sukkah. Like we said, the first half is the walls, the space and the walls. The second half of the first parak was the schach, which we learned mamish very, very stark. Um, the oldest psulim. We finished making a sukkah. We're now gonna talk about living in a sukkah. We're going to try to transition. It's going to take a couple Mishnahis to fully transition. We're going to be like uh, fits and starts in this transition. Says the Mishnah, If you sleep under a bed, which means you're not under the canopy of the sukkah, you're under the canopy of a bed. You're not Yetzirah. You're not yet in. Rashi decides to speak out over here that the three main things you do in a sukkah is eat, drink, and sleep. And therefore, he's probably justifying why it says you sleep under a bed, but it means also if you eat under a bed or drink under a bed, you are not yoitze. Um, Reb Yehuda, Reb Yehuda argues, he says, yeah, you're allowed to be under a bed. Now, it's going to take us a little while to figure out Reb Yehuda's shita. But Reb Yehuda said, yeah, you're allowed to be under a bed. In fact, not only am I going to say it Lumdis-wise, I'm going to say my sirav. I did this myself. We would sleep under beds. In front of And no one said a thing to us. And no one said a thing. Amr Shimon says, huh, you think you have a mice that you're allowed to sleep under a bed? I'm going to show you a mice from a Godel Adar that you're not allowed to sleep under a bed. There's a story with Tevi, the famous Evidum Gamliel, Sheyosh and Tachasamita. He slept under a bed. And Gamliel said, What a lamdin. What a lamdin. He's sleeping under a bed because he's potter from sukkah. But someone who's chayiv in sukkah, he's not allowed to sleep under a bed. You see, Tevi has a lamdin. That's why he did something that is not allowed. Because how we learn, so it's a great thing. Tevi, you want to be, you know, like when we have the sukkah, you know, in Yeshiva Lane, it's not big enough for everyone. We have to like mamish, like, you know, you're lucky if you get a place in the sukkah. This bed fits here, this bed fits here. You're lucky if you get a place in the sukkah to sleep. Tevi, you want to sleep in the sukkah? No problem. Get under the bed. So says the Gemara, Tevi wanted to be in the sukkah, 
He's not chayiv in sukkah, so there's room for him under the bed. A regular guy, a regular yid who's chayiv in sukkah, he has to sleep on top of the bed like our shita, not like Rabbi Huda shita. Uh, uh, so he wanted to be, first of all, he wanted to, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, it's a shy, no, there's, good point. Like no, like like when we we had a, I don't know if we hacked it together. There was a hack in the first parak. If the sukkah's possible and you put the roof, is there still some myelin sitting? You know, it's like nowadays people put the schlock, and 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 you still stay in the sukkah. There's still a myla to where you are. You're in the sukkah, but it's not a kosher sukkah. I'm, I'm not saying that's what he was thinking. Maybe there's something like that, or maybe you just wanted to hear the discussion in the sukkah. This was his way. Says the Gemara, why is a bed puzzle? Because you're sleeping under another ayhel. Doesn't an ayhel <coughs> need ten tfachim in order to be an ayhel? Vahalek asar, there's no ten tfachim. Now, this is the shiverest kash ever. We had a Gemara in Dafyod that said anything one tefach big is an ayhel. But the Gemara, for some reason, thinks it needs to be ten for a for a. Oh yeah, so Mara says, why is it possible? The bed is not ten high. Says Mara, Tirkam Shmuel be mitasar. Yeah, the bed is ten high. So says, I mean, how much hack were they doing when they were sleeping? But yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're eating, they talked. Um, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara be mitasar. It was ten. Now. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll do. We'll continue from there tomorrow night.